the average person takes between 17,000 and 23,000 breaths a day. In some cases, different health problems can influence each of those breaths. Having difficulty breathing may be attributed to a number of reasons, such as vaping, asthma, or chronic cough. We talked with Ogden Clinic family nurse practitioner Shelby Pitts to discuss her pulmonology experience and how fixing one's breathing troubles will be a breath of fresh air. Welcome to The Daily Diagnosis, a healthy lifestyle podcast provided by Ogden Clinic. We're your prescription for health-centered conversation, stories, and advice. I'm Parker Shaw, and with the help of my team and featuring the talented providers of Ogden Clinic, you'll reach a positive prognosis for your podcast addiction by listening to The Daily Diagnosis. Okay, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of The Daily Diagnosis. This is Parker with you from the marketing team, and I'm joined by some awesome people today. Let's go around and introduce ourselves. Scott, you want to start? Yeah, uh, I'm Scott from the marketing team. I'm Shelby, family medicine over at Skyline. Perfect. Yeah, so we're with Shelby Pitts, who is one of our family medicine providers for Ogden Clinic. And like she said, she works at our Skyline location, which is just here in South Ogden. Um, Shelby, it's awesome to have you here today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, where you grew up, those sort of details? Sure. Yes, I'm born, raised in Ogden. I moved about three blocks when I got married. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I didn't go very far. Um, I started working in uh, pulmonology and internal medicine with my father, who was a provider when I was 14. Uh, He said I had an attitude and I needed to work. And at 14, my options were limited. So (laughs) (laughs) I was with him for the next 23 years before I decided to go back to school. That's pretty awesome, though. So did working with your dad inspire you to pursue medicine at all? Yes, actually. um, We worked together for about 23 years. So during that time, uh, I became involved in both medicine but fell in love with the patients and realized that that was something I wanted to continue forever. And dad broke my heart when he helped me realize he wasn't going to work forever. So I needed to go back to school because he said I was a little bossy. <laughs> well, that's awesome, though. Awesome still that you are. I still am. Yes, I still am. <laughs> that's great. So where did you go to high school? Did you go to Ogden or Bonneville? So I played soccer for Ogden High School, um, but I decided I wanted to work. So I convinced my mother to homeschool me so I could work with dad during the day. That's and awesome. I wow. school at night. That's ambitious. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> that's great. So now that you're a practicing provider what are some things that you like to do outside of work uh so my husband and i like to hike and i like to travel anywhere warm um and we i have three stepdaughters and three little grandkids so i like to play with them and give them back a lot that's great awesome so where is the first place you guys would want to go since you like to travel once you're able to travel after covid if it's warm and it has a beach. Just I'm anywhere. <laughs> that <laughs> really there. opens up the map. Yes, That's great. Yes. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So Shelby, you mentioned that you have a little bit of a background working with uh, pulmonologists and pul- pulmonology a little bit, but obviously your specialty is fam- family medicine. So we wanted to kind of go into that topic a little bit because I think that's a kind of really unique combination that you have, um, being able to have that background experience, but also mixing that with what you do every single day. So what advantage does that give you in your field? Yeah, so 
I like family medicine because it opens up a lot of uh, different angles and I have a hard time staying in the box. So that was a good avenue for me. But with a pulmonary background, there's a lot of things we do in family practice or there's a lot of things I'm comfortable doing that some other providers don't do because of the experience we've had. So I do a lot of the testing for asthma or um, our COPD, so our emphysema or our bronchitis patients. I do a lot of the testing and managing of their meds. Um, There's a couple of local providers that want to handle everything but the lungs, so they handle off those patients to me for that part of it. Or sometimes they just send them over so I can do the testing because I'm comfortable with the testing. I'm comfortable with interpreting those tests. I'm comfortable with managing those types of patients. So we do a lot of that in clinic prior to sending them to like a specialist because it's something I've done for a long time and something I'm comfortable doing. So it's more of a passion or specialty within the family practice that I've been doing. Awesome. That's that's really neat. Thanks for sharing that. So taking a step back, maybe just if some people are wondering, could you just barely like simply explain what like pulmonology is and how that influence like influences what you do? Sure. So pulmonology really focuses on the lungs and there's a lot that goes along with that. Um, you know, there's things like asthma. So people have a hard time getting the air in and out of the lungs um, or kind of our COPD patients where they're able to get the air in the lungs, but they have a hard time getting it out. And then your chronic cough patients, um, you know, some of it can be upper airway, lower airways. And so really we focus on the breathing and kind of where the problem's at and then how to fix that or make things better or at least stabilize them to give them better quality. Awesome. That was good. Nice, nice and simple. That's really awesome. It sounds like you said that a few times before in your life. Right? <laughs> <Just did it. laughs> she's, yes. like, I'm, she's like, I'm kind of, I've done this a little while. A yeah, little right? while. Since 14. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, your it whole year life. 16, I had to master that. <laughs> <laughs> so what can you do in family medicine that can be managed prior to seeing a lung specialist? Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of things we can do in family practice. Um, you know, the basic testing to evaluate what's going on, whether that's um, asthma or one of the other pulmonary or lung problems. Often, like I said, those chronic coughs or allergies, we can do a lot of the testing and management and evaluation um, prior to seeing a, spe- a lung specialist or a pulmonologist. And honestly, sometimes we do need to call them in for some of the bigger, uh, more complicated cases, but a lot of times we're able to manage them very well in family practice and we're able to get quality of life back and diagnose and manage them without needing that specialist provider. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that family medicine, especially with your background, kind of Mm -hmm. just gives it that extra oomph. Like you're able to see and treat so much, but Mm -hmm. even more with that little specialty that you're able to do yourself. So that's really cool. So talking about your patient base, um, what kind of groups do you primarily see? Is this mostly like, are you taking care of adults or children, males or females? What, who's your primary patient base with this people that are getting specialty treatment with their lungs? So we actually see both females, males, and all ages. Um, In the last several weeks, I've had lots of little kiddos, you know, from ages five to eight, who have had these kind of chronic coughs or allergies that just haven't been able to get better. And after we did the testing, which takes some prompting with some little ones, but they can do it. They do very well. Um, They both had asthma. And so they were being treated with antibiotics and they were being treated with allergy meds and they just were not getting better. And once we identified the problem, we can make that quality of life uh, a lot better and avoid a lot of the antibiotics and unnecessary medications and give them 
some quality back. Like they can run outside and they can play sports and they can do those kind of things they avoid because of the cough or the issues that come. So we do see a lot of adults, but we do see a lot of children as, as well. So it's very widespread in family practice, which is one of the reasons why I love family. That's great. Well, as we were emailing back and forth, you mentioned that you are currently seeing a lot of younger patients, specifically teenagers, um, due to complications from vaping. And could you explain to our audience why that is? Yes. So, you know, we are just starting to scratch the surface of vaping and uh, kind of what the consequences of that does. And really, anytime you heat something up and suck that into the lungs, um, you're most likely going to have complicated issues. And sometimes it's been from the bad THC. Other times it's been because they're having reactions to the vaping or just they've done some damage from that heating up of the substance and then sucking that in. And so some of them have been in the hospital and some of them were just uh, sent to me by other providers because they were having problems breathing or um, they were placed on oxygen or things like that at a young age. And we've been successful so far to really manage that and monitor their lung functions, get them off of oxygen, get the medications to help repair the lungs. Um, But it's something I think we're going to see more of because of the high use of vaping. Right. And this is kind of maybe I'm going off our like plan questions and we don't have to include this, but we can. Um, talking specifically towards vaping, it's kind of a dangerous trend. And what advice would you give parents or teenagers that might be starting to see or just, I don't know, implement vaping in their lives? What would you say to that towards that? Uh, you know, anything you heat up and suck in is going to cause us problems. And so <laughs> Sim- <laughs> simple as that. Don't there's do no, it. Yeah, there's no logical reason to vape. No. And, I mean, you know, in the beginning, we, we kind of thought, well, if we can get people off of the nicotine and kind of wean them down with the vaping, this might be a good idea. Um, and now it's been out long enough. Studies have shown us that, no, in fact, that doesn't work. People are not able to do that. And the battery coils and the heating coils and the vaping actually cause quicker damage. And so it's a lot faster acting than longtime smokers. So, you know, chew gum or mints or something like that. But the vaping is not <laughs> going to work so, out in your favor. So is vaping just as dangerous as cigarettes just in a different way? Am I understanding right? Yes. So the thing is, is with the smoking, I mean, you're taking in those chemicals and that kind of thing. So with the vaping, you have more control of kind of what's going in, but the battery active heating charge of that, which makes it into a vape and then sucking into the lungs, we are now finding out does a lot of damage to the lungs and causes um, earlier problems. You know, with even the cigarettes, we haven't had teenagers in our ICUs with lung failure and we haven't had those, which we're seeing now a lot with the vaping. And so it has bigger consequences than anticipated. And I think we'll just see that continue on as we go forward until the kind of vaping hopefully slows down a little bit. Right. Well, and I think especially over, and this feels like a really long time ago, but I think it was like this past year sometime, that was like something that was really coming into the light a little bit. It was just how dangerous vaping is for teenagers. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And I think it's an important thing to recognize for our younger audience and parents that, you know, this is a trend that hopefully will go away and there's there's consequences that do come from it. So thanks for highlighting that a little bit. Yes, of course. So Shelby, I want to circle back to the pulmonary stuff for a second. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people have fear of going to the doctor because it's kind of an unknown thing. If someone needs to come see you and they're having lung issues, what can they expect as far as treatment or tests or something? 
Yeah, so we do a lot of things, pretty much everything in clinic, which is nice because you're not sent a million different places to have things evaluated or done, which was one of the benefits. And so in clinic, there's several things we can do. Sometimes that's a chest x-ray, which is really just taking a picture of the lungs. That gives us a lot of information as far as, you know, how the lungs look and if there's, you know, any um, pneumonia or acute things that we need to take care of. The other thing we do is a spirometry, and a spirometry really is, I call it a huffing and puffing test. Um, We have cheerleaders. Our MAs are very good at being a cheerleader, and really it's a matter of breathing um, in and then blowing out really fast and as long as we can, and we kind of cheer you and coach you to that. So there's no skill required. We really encourage and walk you through that. Um, And so we do that. And then the other thing we do a lot of times is called a six-minute walk, which is pretty much straightforward. We're going to take you and walk it with you for six minutes and just see kind of how far you can go and those really those three basic tests give us a lot of information Um, and the other thing that's kind of nice is I do everything at the same time so most of the time you're not coming back to clinic again I'm going to go over over everything with you and depending on kind of what we find and what our plan is we'll start treatments and usually I'll see you back in a month to make sure that what we're doing is working and you're getting good benefits from it so really pretty non-invasive and we can do everything in that visit which is nice for the most part and um, pretty pretty extensive but nothing um, to be afraid of and usually no pain is involved. (laughs) <laughs> That's not a scary doctor visit at all. The best kind of test. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? I want somebody clapping for me just because I'm breathing. Right? <laughs> we do. We're good cheerleaders. It's a good day. They used I to say, if it doesn't sound like a birthing unit when you're doing your spirometry <laughs> testing, you're doing it wrong. So we do. I want to hear them cheering them on. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds fun. Well, it sounds like the different patients that you treat really can see a big difference in their life, especially those ones that you mentioned that are suffering unknowingly from asthma or Mm -hmm. other reasons for having a chronic cough. So how does getting treated and diagnosed help patients in their everyday life, would you say? So breathing is a huge thing and it affects everything in life, you know, from the younger kids who avoid things like sports or going outside or that kind of thing, because whether it's a cough or they're having a hard time breathing, um, little kids get afraid. So then they won't do that activity anymore. Um, Also, a lot of times they're waking up at night with coughs, so parents are concerned. Um, So their quality of life usually changes dramatically because they can be involved in sports. We can control that very well, typically, and they can get out and be active. And for adults, depending on what's going on, you know, some of our longer um, lung problems, if they're not well controlled, things like eating take a lot of air and they take a lot of energy. And so if they're not getting the appropriate treatment or managed well, they don't eat very well. They don't, they're not active. They're not able to get up and move around the house. So usually, you know, once we can get that controlled, we can't get rid of it completely, but they can eat, they can move around the house, they can do their daily uh, things and they can be active, which is a huge life changer for a lot of people. Yeah, that's great. Well, just kind of stepping back a tiny bit, you kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, You mentioned you know, that family medicine is the first place to go, um, usually Mm -hmm. for for patients. So what are some conditions or symptoms that people might have where they should maybe consider seeing you as a provider? 
Yeah. So anything from, you know, you've noticed you become more short of breath than you usually are now that you've started a new workout program, but you know, going up the stairs or something <laughs> like that, you're uh, having a harder time breathing or the chronic coughs. The chronic coughs can be a lot of different things, but it can um, kind of be an indication to there's something else going on in the lungs that need to be looked at. Um, you know, severe allergies, uh, a lot of times have that component of the lungs involved. So a lot of times we just do some evaluation to make sure that those allergies are only allergies and there's nothing else there. Um, so that can be an indication waking up at night, um, for either coughing or short of breath is usually a good sign, um, to have that evaluated. Thank you so much for all the information yeah. that you shared. I feel like this has really highlighted something that I haven't even really thought about. And right. I'm sure there's other people in our audience and, um, our, our base of listeners that are really probably this applies to them as well. Cause you know, breathing affects everybody yes. and in different ways in day to day life. So thank you for highlighting that. And thanks for joining us today. For more information on Shelby Pitts or any of the other Ogden Clinic providers, you can find more information at ogdenclinic.com. And for everybody that has tuned in and listened today, thanks for listening to The The Daily Daily Diagnosis. Diagnosis. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Daily Diagnosis. We're so happy that you joined us today. If you would like to find more information about Ogden Clinic, our providers or locations, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. If you're listening today from Apple Podcasts app, make sure you leave us a review or subscribe so you can receive more information about the different episodes that we post. We love getting feedback from our audience, so those reviews are priceless to us. If you also would like to shout us out on social media, our Instagram handle is at Ogden Clinic. You can also send us a DM if there's a topic that you would like our providers to cover, and we really look forward to hearing from you. We post episodes weekly, so tune in next week, and we can't wait to be with you again. Have a great week.